Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Can you hear me? Why can't I see you? Can you know? Unfortunately. That's the thing you see all day. <sighs> What's up, buddy? Not, Not much, much, man. Just, just cramming for a final. Oh, that sucks, man. That sucks. But <clears throat> me, I'm just living the high life. You're just living that retired from school life, huh? Retired from school, retired from having a home and a job and a life. You're just in a retirement home, huh? First, you're purpose. I'm in somebody else's retirement home, man. I don't even. I can't even afford my own retirement home. Oh, dude, you're so dude, guess guess who calls me yesterday, and guess what they say? Give me a second. Honestly, I, I think you could get it. You think about it. Carl? Was it Carl? And he's like, "Dude, the Cali, bro." Yes, he calls oh me. Gosh. He calls me, and he's like, "Hey, man, like, I'm in LA. What's up?" I'm like, "Bro, we gotta hang out. Like, you coming down? What's up? You want me to come get you?" And he's like. I don't know, man. Let me, oh. let me let me talk to my boys. We got a couple of them. And he's got like three teammates. So obviously, and there's a freaking pandemic going on. So obviously, they can't all stay at my house, you know? Uh, and I'm like, okay, man. Like, I'll see what I can do for you guys. Like, if it was just you, you know, definitely. But he's like, yeah, man. Like, we're, we're just chilling. We're going to figure it out. But so, you know, I'm like bending over backwards. Carl's my boy. Like, I'm like, hey, if you want me to come pick you up or whatever, like, I'll figure it out. Or if you can extend your flight you know, a day, like, you can come stay down here, and he's like, hey, man, don't think I'm going to be able to make it, like, too far, they want to stay, I was just like, why did you even call me, like, it's such a cruel thing, thing to do, and then he's like, bro, me and Gus are coming out, though, uh, this summer, I'm like, I'm not going to be in Cali this summer, he's like, we'll come wherever you are, and I didn't even respond, this is my response, Carlos, if I was going to text you back, this is what I would say, I'd be like, well, why can't you come 70 miles south right now? Like, come on, bro. Dude, it's you lose it, man. what I'm trying to tell you. I know. I know. I know. I know you should say this on my phone. I'm going to kill him. We should just plan this murder on my Play Plan this murder on, on a live stream podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll be in court, and then you'll be like, so... Exhibit A, the only evidence we need. You clearly planned out the murder on the podcast. No, that was... No, we were just Josh. Photoshop, bro. You said you were going to shoot him with an arrow, a bow and arrow. You literally... That's how they found him dead was with an arrow in his face. No, that was Winston's man. That wasn't... That wasn't me. That's somebody else. Oh, that's so funny. There's a sharpshooter in these lands. Yeah, there's only one sheriff around these parts. Dude, what's the quarantine looking like where you're at right now? What's everything? Like, uh, it's pretty much just like regular how everyone else is. Like, yeah. The city's still locked down. I think they're opening stuff up this this week. Uh, okay. Yeah, we uh, yeah, they're like opening up malls and restaurants and stuff. And the, 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 the governor 
the governor of Texas, like, he's officially opened up the state. And yeah. it's just, like, the local governments that are in charge of opening up schools and stuff. It's like, the opposite here. So, so our governor, like, he's kind of – it's kind of crazy. So I guess he's, like uh, – Pelosi's nephew or something so a lot of people think that like you know he's gonna run for president and basically be her like and have her as like VP so she's basically gonna be president but he um he like singled out Orange County and was like all beaches in Orange County like they opened the beaches and then he was like all beaches in Orange County are closed like just Orange County there's too many people like pretty much like tried to like extend his power and everybody was like no like screw you dude um the sheriff, like the sheriff of, um, I don't even know what the jurisdiction would be, but like the head sheriff, like of Orange County was basically like, um, he can put that law out there, but we're not enforcing it. And without us enforcing it, that really is a law that is null and void. So like people are like pissed. So we went to, um, the other day, my mom and myself and a couple of her friends, cause there's so many people that are like closet conservatives that are done with that. They're like, we're done. We're not being closet conservatives anymore. Like, this is stupid. We've got a governor that's trying to be a dictator. And so we went to a, they had a protest the other day in town. And, and I didn't put up like any signs or anything like that, but like just kind of observed. And I agree with it. I mean, you got to open the country up. Like people have to work. Like, I don't really know what like essential and non-essential jobs are, you know, like everybody's job is essential. And so people are like, yeah, we're not, uh, we're not adhering to this anymore. Like, and we've talked about this before too. Like if you try for too much security from the government, like you'll lose your freedom. If you try for too much freedom, you'll lose your security. You know, like you have to find a middle ground. Um, so like they opened up some stores down there and these private businesses and stuff, but there was just like, you know, by law, the sheriff is supposed to do something like based on what the governor said, there was literally, I have a, I just post, I'm posting a video right now, like 15, people from the sheriff department, 15 police officers, just like, nope, not doing anything about it. It's crazy. Yeah, well, good for them. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. We, we had a, we had a similar, similar situation, situation where in our county, the, I guess, uh, DA or something, or some head judge, I don't know, somebody in the county, like somebody on top in the county, they were like, if you don't wear a face mask, then you're going to get a thousand dollar fine. And, and, and the, the police, police were like, like uh, yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't enforce that. So, <laughs> so, so it was basically, it's just, and it was just crazy how that she thought that she could just do that. And like that, you know, that was going to happen, you know? It's so crazy. First of all, in Texas, that's really crazy, but it's so crazy how like these governors and these like politicians are like, well, let's see what we can get away with. And they try to like exceed and then the people are, and I love it, dude. Cause like America's like, no, like, like we have, we elected you like for the people, by the people, but ultimately like we have a say in what's right and wrong and like what we want. And you know, you're an official, basically you're an official because we don't want to go to the polls every day and vote for stuff. Like we elected you to be our almost emissary. And when you try to exceed that power that we've given you, like you know, the, the, honestly, the people have the power in America, not the politicians and, um, and government, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, the people are a lot more, do have a lot, hold a lot more power than we think they do, that we think we do. Yeah. You know, 
when we stand up and say, "Hey, we want this and we don't want that," we, yeah. we have the power to we have the power to do that. You know, if we just stick together. And I think you know, I've like I was raised basically in a, in a conspiracy theory household where the man is probably Bravo. down. And yeah, yeah basically, basically that was kind of my upbringing. But and I but one thing I've always realized is that. There's this, there's this there's this idea that the, there's the powers that be, whatever you want to call it, and this this theory that they want you, they want the people to be divided, and they and through the media they try to divide the people through certain things like conservative and uh, liberal or or through the races and things like that. And people, if they're divided, then they won't be able to stand together against something that's truly tyrannical. Yeah. And truly harmful to the people, and they and so that's a strategy that I see. But it's it's cool to see that people come together and realize, hey, look, we're we're one people. We want to stand against or stand for what's right and against what's wrong. Yeah, in their eyes and their minds, you know. And I think it's a cool expression of of it's a cool expression of the people's the, the people's authority. Yeah, you know, it just really annoys me, and you can see it too. Is like how. In this time of like hysteria and panic and a legitimate threat, I mean, let's not downplay it. Like it was a legitimate threat, um, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, like my household, you know, felt it. Um, but people are trying to take power. That's not like, and I'm all for like, you know, you know, like Americans being American. Like if you seize an opportunity to make money during this time, more power to you. Like that's. Like you, you should by no means be looking at this time as like uh, an opportunity to not make money. You know, like if you have an, a great idea or a way to innovate, by all means, go for it. But if you're seizing, trying to seize power for the sake of seizing power for like, you know, to the point where it's only personal gain, I feel like that's a real issue. I feel like that's what politicians are doing right now. It's like, oh, this is an amazing opportunity for me to get my name out there and for me to get the power I want to, to promote my political agenda. And, and I just feel like, and it has nothing to do with helping other people out. You know what I mean? Like it has nothing to do with like, what's good for the people. It's like, what's good for me. And, and it really, it really bothers me. Um, just like, yeah, I've thought about too, and just in general, like even before this whole pandemic happened is like when politicians, they're in this weird, position of power that a lot of us don't even understand and but we've all had a little bit of taste of power most of us and we we taste that and we're like oh that's you know there's there's an appeal to that i could see why people want to cling on to that or gain more of it and power has been described as the ultimate aphrodisiac yeah you know it it's what gets people going it's like it's they they'll trade that for anything just more power and i have to be a little bit humble in myself to say that i don't know exactly how i would react in a situation like that where like you give me a little bit of power or or like like a a decent amount of power and then who's to say that i might not change in a certain way and try and react and try to cling on to that as desperately as i can or try to acquire more of it Sure. You know, I had to humble myself and say that I don't know what I would do in that situation. I yeah. like to think that I would do the right thing yeah. and not cling on to power selfishly and try to get more of it. I don't know. Yeah, I think for me, like, you know, one, having good people around you that can, mm-hmm. you know, reel you in. And, and then having like a very strong moral compass of like, you know what? 
this is where I stand. This is the hill I'm going to die on. And if I start deviating from that, like I'll listen to people in my cabinet, I'll listen to people in my corner. And, um, and I just think like, you know, I, I was really hit with this hard this week. I was listening to this video, um, by Francis Chan and it's, it's talking about like this treadmill that everybody's on. And this treadmill is like, you know, you're trying to run as fast as you can and, um, you know, you're trying to run as fast as you can to get in the best school and get the best grades and get the best job where you can run faster and run faster. And, you know, we're trying to control everything. And, and right now, like with all of this, like God has somehow like stopped everyone's treadmill and like, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, like there's nothing. And so like, it really gives like a time to rest and reflect and, and like realize like, what are we doing it for? Like for me, like, like, what do I podcast for? Like, what do I do YouTube for? Like, what did I even wrestle for? Like, what am I, you know, and ultimately, like, I enjoy those things. But the bottom line is, like, if I'm not impacting and influencing people and, like, you know, I don't want to be just another face on YouTube. Like, I don't want to just be another voice in somebody's ears. Like, everything I do, I want to point, you know, to my to my creator. I want to point to Christ. And if I get away from that, and granted, I'll make mistakes. Like, I'll say something probably politically or something at some point, even before, like that is probably not right. But, you know, when I have like godly people in my corner that can say, Hey, you know, you should look at it a little bit more like this or whatever. <clears throat> I think, um, just like having your why and having your purpose and being able to stand on that. And, and once you ask yourself is what I'm doing in line with why I wanted to do it in the first place. And if it's not, then, you know, maybe you got to change some things. Yeah, I think it's even, you know, even uh, in a secular way, you could just say whatever is just about finding meaning yeah. to whatever you're doing and to what all this, this craziness of life and all this pain and suffering is. You find some meaning to it. Sure, sure. That is very impactful. And I think it was somebody like, somebody said, I think if you could find, the, the if you could find the why then you can like accomplish almost like if you so like if you find the why to do something like you can overcome like uh overcome any how like you know what i mean mm, you yeah can find a way to do it yeah know? yeah, yeah for sure too. you want to hear a crazy story that happened yesterday no but go ahead so so uh i don't know if you saw my instagram post but uh I did like a crazy workout yesterday where I like carried this real big sandbag up this hill. And so after I get done, it really sucked. But so after I get done, I, uh, I'm like, Hey mom, dad, you guys want to go get some smoothies? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I'm like, Oh, let's go to tropical smoothie cafe. My mom's like, no, let's go to juice stop. I think that would be, your brother says that's really good. Let's go try that out. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So we go to this smoothies place that like, I didn't even want to go to in the first place. We get there, we park and we're walking and there's like this, I won't even describe the car, but there's this car and my mom's like, Hey, do you see that guy in the car? And I was like, no, why? I look, this guy is healed over like this in his car, like face down, like looks like he could be sleeping, but he's like face down. I'm like, Oh shoot. So I like, go to check on him. I'm like, Hey buddy. Okay. No response. But he's like, <clears throat> I'm like, oh shoot. I'm like, hey buddy, okay? I like start shaking him really cautiously because one, obviously the pandemic and then two, like I don't like 
this guy's like gonna flip out and like hit me or something. Like I want to be careful. And I shake him, nothing. Just still. <gasps> so I'm like, oh shoot. So I like tap on the window of my dad's truck. I'm like, hey, call call nine one one. Like something's going on here. So we call nine one one. Ambulance comes. Dude, this guy overdosed on heroin in front of the restaurant. So, I I mean, he's, like, breathing and stuff. So, I really, like, I was, like, okay, well, I guess he doesn't need CPR. Like, I didn't know what to do. I, I don't know how to, like, deal with the heroin. So, I was, just like, waiting for the ambulance. So, as I'm waiting, like, I'm just pacing back and forth, like, praying for this guy. I'm, like, God, when I don't know. did you know that it was a heroin overdose? We figured, we figured all, uh, out pretty quick. Like, we, um, I think one of the, because there was two other ladies that were there, and, um, and I think maybe one of them said something or something, I can't remember, but we saw a lighter in the car. And so I don't know exactly how we knew, but, um, maybe somebody saw the heroin or something. I didn't, but, um, but it was pretty quick. And so I'm literally like, God, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to pray. So I'm like pacing back and forth, like just praying for this guy, like, like praying that, you know, whatever is going on, like with him and his life would just be like nullified and like completely redeemed and that he would be healed and you know all this stuff for like 15 minutes it takes forever for the ambulance to get there and you know i you know keep checking on him like he's still like you know gasping for air or whatever <clears throat> so the lady calls the people or the 911 again and she's like hey um you know what we, we, we got to do something like the, the ambulance isn't here yet we thought it would take like two minutes it's been like 15 like what do we do and so she starts telling me like, you know, what to do. So we open the door. I get the guy out. I thought he was like 40. This dude's like my age, maybe younger. It's a really young guy. So I like pull him out. They tell me to pull him out of the car. So I like pick him up, pull him out of the car, put him on the concrete, do what, everything they're telling me to do. And um, the lady on the phone's like, hey, you're going to have to do CPR. So I put him on his side and they're like, you're going to have to do CPR. So I'm like at this point, like I got my hands on him and I'm praying for him and and they're like, you got to do CPR. When I learned CPR, you had to do mouth to mouth. I guess that's not a thing anymore. So like this guy's got like snot, like everything coming out of his face. And I'm like, shoot, I got to do mouth to mouth on this guy. And I like turn him over. I'm about to do CPR and the ambulance shows up and the lady tells me the ambulance shows up and they're like, let them take it from here. Um, and so they like got there right then and then just started like, you know, handle on it but it was crazy man that is crazy but you saved dude's life maybe i don't i really don't like i honestly have no clue what i did like i i know like th that's the thing is like if his life was saved it wasn't because of me it was be like because we didn't physically do anything you know it was because of like because he got he got up like a few minutes after like i went away and the people like the ambulance didn't do anything like they didn't really do anything like physically to help him mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, like I, I mean, I, I don't know, like if, like had I not been there praying for him, like what would have happened? I don't know. Like, I won't know that on this side of heaven, but I mean, it's possible. Like, I mean, I, I think prayer is a powerful thing. And if, uh, if God wanted us to be there, then he wanted that guy to be prayed for. So, yeah, yeah. but it was crazy. I've never. Hey, I mean, shoot. I mean, the only thing I think is thank God the ambulance showed up before we had to give that snotty 
Yeah. Well, I I thought like I'm I'm hope my hope my prayer is that somebody would have been like, hey, you don't have to do mouth mouth, just chest compressions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because when I, I I got CPR certified like five years ago, and I'm not currently certified, and when I did it, you know, mouth to mouth, they were kind of going away from it, but it was still a thing that you know they did, mm-hmm. and that's how we practiced it. So I didn't I didn't know that it was just chest compressions now. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was that nuts. That is crazy, right? man. It was nuts. It was just like, I've never, and so like they woke him up and they were asking him like, like they were asking him questions. Like they were like, the cops were like, why are you on the ground? Like, he's like, uh, I don't, he was, I mean, obviously completely out of it. They're like, why are you on the ground? How'd you get here? Like, you know how cops, like when they ask questions, like it's real stern, like real, like to the point and then they eventually like all right well you got two choices you can go to jail right now or you can go to the hospital what do you want to do and he was like uh hospital and they were all like good choice good choice so yeah i I guess he was like on probation man my prayer is just that you know he gets like the help he needs you know somebody comes out hospital bed gives him a bible and that he gets to go to rehab and actually get like some physical help and that his life course has changed. So yeah, definitely, man. But, it's it's uh, we. That's, that's like, like a, a it's, it's a good, good example of you know sometimes, sometimes we forget the significance of just one person you know some person's life you know and the and the toil that they might be going through. Sure. Yeah, that kind of really kind of helps you remember that each life is sacred. Yeah. You know? Each life is worth saving, worth living for. You know, worth paying attention to. Yeah. And, yeah, like you said, I hope he gets. I hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah, man, it was it was crazy. Um, yeah, it was just like I was like, man, like God, is this guy gonna die? Like right here, like, and I can't, like, I don't know what to do. Like that was the thing is, like, I felt so helpless. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's a drug overdose. Like, what do you like? How, what do you? I do you? I mean, would you have known what to do? Like, do you know what? I mean, like, chest compressions, like, that's all I could think of, but the guy was yeah. breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, would have, I, guess I guess the only thing I can think of is, like, you know, when I think of, like, drug overdose or whatever, and just making sure that they're not throwing up in them, on themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing is when he was, like, like, choke, like yeah. choke on their own vomit. Well, so when we found him, he was already, like, over like this. So, like, it yeah. wasn't, like... Like when we put him, like I put him on his back and they told me to turn him to his side. So he didn't do any of that stuff. So, yeah. Dude, that's that's crazy crazy too. Like with the the heroin heroin stuff, stuff, like I have no idea what that world's like. Thank God, you know. But that is a, it's a real, it's a real thing. It's like, it's almost like, it's almost like a living thing, this opiate crisis that that we're in. You know, it's like a, it's, it's like, like a disease spreading around, you know, we, and at first instinct, we want to blame the person and, but we don't know all the, the different things and different aspects that were involved in that addiction, you yeah. know, the disease that, yeah. that's holding them the tight grip on them, you know, because a lot of these, these heroin addictions and opiate addictions just start from something minor, like the doctor prescribing them a pain medication and they get hooked on it within just like the first couple of goes. And, and and then the doctor takes it away, and they they had that physical addiction to it, the physical dependency. They need it. They gotta get it. 
and then they go looking for it in in bad places, and then the next thing you know, it's a full full fledged addiction with heroin or just opiate in general. Yeah, and it's a it's a really sad thing to see, but it's really taken over places. You know. Yeah, man. It was. I was just so happy that he did it like in such a public setting, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I wouldn't. It's not like I'd want to go through that again or go through that at all. But like, I think like, I'm going to stop, you know, like I'm going to stop. Like I trust myself to stop and like, see if somebody's okay. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's real easy. Like you've seen those experiments and those videos, like the bystander effect. Like you just see multiple people walking by and nobody will do something. No, but yeah, somebody else will do something, you know? And Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I'm, you know, I'm grateful, like, that my personality is, like, that type that wants to, you know, step in and intervene and help. Yeah, um, he's willing to figure something out there a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and two, like, like I'm just, like, if, if somebody's going to be there, like, I, I trust myself. Like, I want it to be me, you know? Yeah. You know, and I don't that's, know. That's interesting, too. I've, because I, I noticed this, I have kind of a flaw, like, where it keeps me out of trouble a lot. It's got definitely good, good things to it. And a lot of people have this, per, per, like, this act, like, this this way of looking at things. It's like minding my own, like, I mind my own business a lot. Like, I don't get involved in a lot of other stuff. And it's like a form of, uh, uh, self preservation. It's, yeah, it's a form of self preservation and indifference. Hmm. And, and I heard this quote, and it was from a movie, right? It was called, it was called The Boondock Saints. And he tells oh, a story about this lady, this lady getting stabbed in the street, right? And nobody came to help her. Yeah. Nobody came to help her because everybody thought that somebody else would do something or it was indifference. Yeah. And he said, like, there's another kind of evil folks that you need to watch out for, and that is the indifference of good men. Yeah. And like that, that, that rings true today, man, my heart, you know, and I, and I, and I failed to live up to that a lot of the times because I am indifferent towards a lot of yeah. things. Uh, but shoot, I guess there's just some work I got to do. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would just say like anybody listening, um, you know, cause even later that night, like, um, like I was getting a text from somebody like that was on the verge of suicide. I was just like, mm-hmm. dude, I don't know. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, it's just like, what do you, like, what am what I supposed do? to what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know. Like, do I need to pick you up? Like, how do I? Well, obviously, if they text you, that's obviously a cry for help. Like, sure. They, sure. Like, they, they need, they want intervention from somebody. They want it from you. Like, yeah. And that's like a, that's basically a ticket, like, or a call, like, hey, come help me. I need help. And that's just, yeah. just like, go out there, you know. Yeah. But, like, even myself, I can, like, I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm that, like, I help. And I'm that guy, but, like. And you are too. Like I know a lot of people like this. I try to keep people in my corner and like in my life that are those types of people that will intervene. But like, it's still, it's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, that's a scary thing is not knowing what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I think that's kind of the part where, you know, every now and then when I'm not entirely sure of what I should do or what I should say, especially sometimes when I have to speak in front of people. Mm-hmm. And things like that, and I just like ask, like, "Hey, don't all like, oh, say a little prayer, you know? Like, yeah. hey, look, I don't know exactly the best way to go about this, but I'm just gonna trust God that that maybe 
why God will act through me and and bring out the best for whoever needs it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's like that part of humbling yourself and like realize like, hey, look, I'm not I'm not as powerful as I like to think I am. I need help from some other source, you know, divine source. Yeah. I think that's helpful to think about whenever you're in a like you're in a situ- confronted with a situation like that. Sure. Yeah, like when, like I mean, we'll just go back to the heroin thing because it's you know it was it, it was it was crazy, man. But like, I was like, God, I like Holy Spirit. I don't know what to do. So if you if there's something that needs to be done, like physically and medically, like you're gonna have to tell me, like because I have no clue what to do. Yeah. Um, like I'm not training that. Nobody else is here. It's training that. So I'm just gonna pray until like you tell me to do something or somebody gets here. You know. Yeah. And so and I I don't think there's I mean, I, you know, I talked about it, like, you know, with the protests and stuff and dude, like, and I, and I, I don't want to come off as like a self-righteous person because I struggle with this so much, but like prayer should be our first like action. Like that should be our front line, you know, like okay. that should be our front line, like our middle, like our final resort. Like it shouldn't just be our, like our. Uh, worst case scenario, you know, like what we're going to do last minute, like that should be the first thing we do. I was talking about it, like with the protests and even in this video that I just uploaded, you know, we're talking about like, you know, the governor and everything. And, and I think I've told you this too, but like, I won't complain about somebody or something that I haven't prayed over first, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be that person that, you know, sees their neighbor on the street and like, did you hear what so-and-so did? Or did you see that? Or you know, oh my gosh, I can't stand this person. It's like, okay, what is me complaining doing? Nothing. Just informing the person in front of me that I don't like this. What is me praying doing? It's taking it out of my hands and putting it in God's hands and saying, I, I, I don't like this. I don't understand this. I think this is very stupid what this person did, or, or I think this person is very stupid. I like whatever, but I know you're in control. I know that you can send people. I know your spirit can do amazing, miraculous things. And so I'm going to leave this to you. And, and I'm not saying complaining or gossiping or anything like that is good. But if you haven't taken it to somebody that can do something about it, then you complaining is, is definitely not doing anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, for me, like I just have a rule in my life. like I'm not going to complain about somebody. I'm not going to protest something. I'm not going to do anything like that that I haven't taken to God first. Yeah. And I think same with like, like just prayer being like your first line of defense, not your last line of defense. Yeah, it's like that. I mean, probably one of the most famous sayings in the Bible: "First seek the kingdom of heaven and all of His righteousness." Like, go for that first, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's not just like your goals and stuff. That's like also. I mean, you could take it anyway. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. That's that. Like, just say that. Like, that's the first thing that you go for. Okay. You know, it's definitely not a clear cut thing, but it's but definitely you have an idea of what that is. That's like just prayer in general, sure. you know, seeking relationship with the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, freaking next weekend, Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. I don't even know that, but now it just sucks. <laughs> I wish it was Khabib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What, what the, the heck, heck, man? Why aren't they doing Khabib? Because he's got Ramadan, and he's not in the country. 
I don't know. I don't know, man. This whole oh. thing's crazy. People are literally betting on like sports simulations. Wow. It's gone this far. It's gone too far, man. We got to get our. Gone too far, man. Yeah, yeah, what, what all these sports commentators get to talk about, about now? You know, I, I mean, I don't really watch it anyways, but I could just, like, I can't even imagine what they're talking about. Yeah, no kidding. At least we can, you know, fall back on our faith. What do they got? Nothing. Losers. Just kidding. Seriously, like ESPN, is that even a thing now? I know. It's ridiculous. So, anyway. You got anything else to talk about? What else we got? Jamie? I don't know. We're going to have to cut it short a little bit today because I got to do this cramming. Okay. Yeah, my computer's about to die, and Carlos has been texting me. And oh my gosh. Okay. Should we Should we plan out how we're gonna kill him, or should we wait? Uh, I was thinking like we should do it creatively. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> so I I was looking at some old pictures today. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I was looking at some old pictures today, and I saw the pictures of me, you, and Riley, like you know, doing the karate stuff. You remember Riley, that? Riley Gurr. Uh, Riley Gurr. Riley, oh, Riley Gurr. Okay. At Oregon yeah, yeah. State. I saw the pictures of me doing the karate stuff, and I was about to post on Instagram, like, just like that story I told you about the heroin, like, and it just really uh, got me feeling for my boys, Riley and Gus. Like, please <laughs> pray for them. Hopefully they don't. Pray for them. They need help. They need Jesus. Hopefully they don't succumb to the same fate that this poor guy did. They're, they're close. I see you cry. There's just one little tear. Bro, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta post one of those pictures because there was one that was really good. We're all like in our kung fu stances. It's uh, so stupid. Just acted like straight at the target. Never before you done. Don't use that word. Don't oh, word. I forgot. forgot. You can't say that word anymore. I'm sorry, America. I didn't mean that. You're in Texas, bro. You're in your. You okay? I'm pretty sure in like ten years, Texas is gonna be its own country, and California is gonna be its own country. Dude, dude, how about, about that? that? If Texas, Texas went to war with California, California. Oh, I'd side with Texas. I'm not a Californian. Dude, Texas is going to win. It's so crazy how many people, like, I guess gun stores have been, like, flooded. And it's like, come on, I know there's not that many conservatives in California. <laughs> I guess yeah, my, my aunt was telling us, so I guess uh, in Virginia, they tried, like, the governor said, like, oh, we're, we're thinking about, like, we're going to probably take the guns, like, go to door to door and get everybody's guns or whatever. And the sheriff was like, yeah, you can try that. I'm going to deputize every single citizen. If you do it though. Wow. Good for the sheriff. Man. Exactly. It's it, like, it's like, no, don't like, eh. we'll get into the second amendment at some point, but it's just like taking guns. Like well, so a lot of people, people, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm just, a lot of people mis misinterpret the second amendment and the second amendment is the right to bear arms not only to protect yourself against fellow citizens, but to protect yourself against a potentially tyrannical government. And a, a, here's a here's a clear-cut example of what a tyrannical government is. Um, you know, there's this checks and balances thing called having a gun and being able to keep us in check. Why don't we just take that away from you? That's a tyrannical government. Like, think about that for a second. If the Second Amendment is in place to make sure that the people are safe from a government, an overarching hierarchy of government that is trying to take over, and the government is trying to take the one thing that can keep that from happening, that's a tyrannical government. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just look at it for what it is. Mm -hmm. if, there, if we don't have guns, the government can do what they want. Like, honestly, like, 
you know, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, we shouldn't have assault rifles and stuff. The Second Amendment is actually like the Second Amendment is actually like equal force. Like we're supposed to. So like according to the, it's non-constitutional for us not to be able to have like tanks and, you know, whatever the government has. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's just like, like, it's this weird idea of authority that we give to the government. I mean, yes, they have authority, but it's like, it's like, I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah. Shouldn't get into it. But, but honestly, <laughs> though, whole, that's a whole rabbit hole. Sure. But honestly, though, like, I'm very encouraged because I feel like people that are in law enforcement, I feel like people that are in our armed services, like, we've just shown that, like, that they are willing and able to disregard what is wrong like they're they're not just blindly following orders like what that's I what i've always said too i was like because people like, like i said I, you know i've, I've been a conservative, conservative uh, not conservative uh conspiracy theory background hang around people like that and they and they, and they like they have this idea like you know they're gonna come door by door and do all this and i'm like first of all, we can forget we forget to think that they, these are american boys you know like our age Good old like boys. probably more along the line of conservative sure. you know these soldiers yeah. and it's like you gotta think like, they're gonna ask themselves like do I, I know what's going down like, like i'm not stupid i know what's happening i'm really gonna follow through this are we gonna do this you know talking yeah. to each other like are we really gonna go yeah. on our fellow neighbor and like attack them yeah and i think overwhelmingly the answer would be no that's ex- well because then you go like oh they wouldn't they're just be following orders like no no, because you don't get into a job like that. First of all, the pay is not that great. You don't get any recognition. And and people legitimately, like, at times hate you. But you don't do it for that. You do it because you care about people. You do it because you want to protect people. Protect people, sorry. And you have a passion for that. And you're serving the people. You're not serving the government. And I think I'm very encouraged to see that our police force was not, I mean, something as small as beaches being open and, and towns being open and not enforcing them. It just shows like with the little things, they're going to stand up for what's right. They're going to stand up for what they believe and they're going to do it collectively. And then with what happened in Virginia, like the sheriff saying, we will not enforce that and we will deputize everybody if you try to do that. Like it just shows like, yeah, you're under authority, but your authority does not is not over like what's right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't just get to yeah. determine what's right and wrong. Like we know what's right and wrong. And with like something like checks and balances of having weapons, if you try to take away the checks and balances system, like we're going to stand up against that and we're not going to enforce mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so I, I was encouraged because I think that was a fear for me is like, well, military versus us people. Like, I don't know. I don't necessarily like those odds, but the yeah. fact that the military will, in my opinion, stand up for American citizens, like I, I like that a lot, and I think yeah. every politician right now is like kind of shaking in their boots that, you know, because if you don't have the military on your side, what power do you really have? Like politicians yeah, are not tough people that can assemble that type of um, authority. Yeah. So, you know, and I think even that as a checks and balances system, like they're starting to realize, okay, we don't have as much power as we think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when. It's like when you walk into somebody's, you know, house or their domain and they try to assert their dominance and you just punch them right in the face. It's like and nobody helps them out. It's like, you know what I mean? Or like the bully on yeah. the playground. It's like, oh, I, I got power over you. And you hit him right in the nose and their buddy's just like, boop. Yeah. Just gone. Back to that, yeah. Like when you had the fear of losing power because when then you realize like, hey, it's such a fragile thing. Yeah. You know, it could disappear just like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you're just one person, like alone like you don't have much power mm-hmm. i mean think about julius caesar 
you know? I mean, he, you know, like, he was the most powerful man in the world. And then just his boys came up and stabbed him and, and took him out. It was over just like that. Yep. Yep. Power power only goes as far as, as loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a good quote. That's a good quote. You should make that. You should make that a t-shirt. That should be the title of this podcast. Power only goes as far as loyalty. Or power is only as strong as loyalty. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll doctor it up. I'll dissect it. There's something there, though. There's definitely something there. Yeah, I'll have my people call your people and figure it out. The way my bank account is set up. Bro, I tell you, I deadlifted 405 a couple weeks ago. All right, Gus. It's been great today, man. I thought we had a good conversation. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys being here. I hope uh, that you will like and subscribe to all my channels, two YouTube channels, uh, Spotify, Apple. It's all about who you know. I'm going to leave, leave now. <clears throat> wait, wait. I, it'll cu- cancel the, the thing if, if you leave. Wait. So just let me finish, all right? if Guys, if you like this podcast, if you got something out of it, if you think somebody else could get something out of it, please Feel free to share. We will not stop you, okay? We're not going to take your share button away. Um, you're more than welcome to do that. So we would really appreciate it, this podcast. Um, you guys help it grow. And um, so we just ask that if you're listening, that you just pay the fee. We don't run any ads. We don't do any of that crap, mostly because nobody's called us and asked us to. So uh, please just share this. Share it on your Instagram. Tag one of us. And, uh, you know, help us reach our goals. So... Help make the world a better place. God bless you guys. But Gus, I think we're done here. Nope, don't say anything. I think we're done here. I think we're done here. I think we're done here.